right, here we go. Snow Jobs Nation, episode 46 of the Snow Jobs Podcast, powered by Top Gun Backblades, is coming at you. As always, I'm Steve. I'm talking to the juice box guy. That's right, and you all know who is with me every week, the legend, my main man, the Rick James of snow management, Mr. Jeremy Lindstrom. One of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. One of the best singers and one of the best looking motherfuckers you've ever seen. Hold my drink, bitch. Jeremy, what's up, buddy? You still holding my drink or what? I'm always holding your drink, dude. You know, it's funny. Everybody's sending me juice boxes in the fucking mail. Yeah, I don't think good. they understand that I don't actually drink juice boxes. It's uh, yeah, it's from that line. That no, you uh, drink them all the time. You got them. Stacked I don't. Up I don't you. drink juice box. No, you it's, got them stacked up behind you. And yeah, <laughs> I do. Believe me, they are stacked. There's like fucking twenty packs of uh, juice boxes in there. Your, your but, kids uh, will drink it. No, uh, it's my job to go get Jeremy juice boxes when he wants. That's that's where that comes from. So, <laughs> but how's your week, yeah. buddy? Been all right. We did a little plowing. I don't know what day is it. Oh, we did some plowing last weekend, Sunday. Yeah, got some snow yeah. finally. I mean, it was a little bit, but it was better than sitting at home. So we, better we than got nothing, all, right? We got out with the boys and, you know, made the best of it like we normally do. So the chat was good. The chat was good. I think the hauling chat was better. Holly chats are always better. That was more fun, right? Yeah. No, it was it was fun. We it was it was good to get the boys out and everything pushed again and had a few hiccups, but that's no removal. So you get the you work out the kinks before the big snows come. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely worked the kinks out. <laughs> All right. Well good anything else going on? Uh nope. Just uh Plugging away at the shop this week, putting everything back together and washing everything. Gearing up for, I don't know, there's talk about the Christmas storm, but there's always talk about a Christmas storm, but I think that already disappeared. So, Bite your tongue, dude. Bite your tongue. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Oh, boy. Just How, what's wanna... the uh, early feedback on the uh, Metal Plus? It's a mix for you. Mixed <laughs> bag? Dust, you heard Dusty on the radio. On the, I did. I just wanted to if say you want, if you watch your, <laughs> If you watch your... How's how's the plow, Dusty? If you want to look like you have a plow a lot, use a metal plus. Isn't that what he said? Oh, <laughs> oh man, I guys, know. I he, apologize. He... I am still sick. My voice. This is two weeks now. My voice is still messed up. So I apologize if I cough now and then and can't mute uh, quick enough. But uh, yeah, so I the you know I think it'll take some time. I think once you get a, a good push, you'll be able to see it. Half I think so. I mean, we have to. Yeah, we we'll have to get a good push. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's. You know, well, Arctic guys, so obviously a little biased, but he's been giving no. a shot. He's been, yeah, he's, he's, he's been giving, I mean, he's been trying everything. So he's, I don't know, he doesn't hate it, but he doesn't, he likes Arctic better. But for right. where he's at, that plows by a right plow for me using, you know, I working. hear you. So, I hear you. all right, well, let's get into this then. So, guys, today we are staying in the state of Iowa for our second consecutive episode. Last week, we had Sam Rankin from Etch Outdoor on with us. We absolutely love talking with Sam. That was a great time. Uh, and you guys out there are loving it, too. Tons of listens. Tons of guys reposting stuff. A lot of uh, Sam's quotables uh, made it into the uh, the Instagram. So if any of you younger guys missed that one, then make sure you give it a listen. Sam was very open with us and spoke very eloquently about the process and mindset of building his business. You know, there's a lot of great info in there for everybody out there. So uh, we want to thank Sam for giving us the time last week, and uh, we wish Etch the best for the future. 
So today is our second Iowa episode, and we wanted to get one of our original big-time supporters on. You know, these guys were getting the word out, reposting, rallying support for the show, I, I believe, before we even dropped episode one. And I, I will say it again, I thought episode one was horrible, and guys were still loving it. So, you know, it was all good. But these guys were definitely one of the ones at the forefront that were just, uh, you know, putting it out there to everybody, getting the word out. So, uh, you know, their support, you know, that rallying for the show before we even dropped that first episode. They did that before we even knew if it was going to suck, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if we were talking to guys in Iowa, these guys have got to be on the list. So today with us, we have Austin Hurst, and he is the vice president of Latitude 41 Lawns. They are out of Ankeny, Iowa as well, actually. So a uh, a neighbor of Etch in, uh, in Iowa there. So like I said, these guys were OG supporters from like day zero, even before day one, if you could call it that. So we're excited to be able to hear all about Latitude 41 and their snow operation. But before we get to Austin, as always, let's hear from Team Top Gun, and we'll do our weekend review when we come back. See you in 30. You should be proud of what you've built. You're a fantastic small business owner. You've become a relentless problem solver. You meticulously planned out your winter routes and estimated service times. You certainly know where all the manhole covers are. But for the first time in a long time, you've got a new dilemma on your hands. Do I go home early? Or do I take on more sites and get that money? It's hard to say no to that extra fat paycheck. Since you added the new Top Gun backblade to your fleet, you're completing your whole route in nearly half the time. It's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. What do I do? Longer coffee breaks? Call my mom? Quick snooze? Suddenly I've got options. Find us on Instagram at Top Gun Backblades or Google us. Welcome to Team Top Gun. All right, we're back. So let's get right into it. We got a little bit of a lengthy week in review this week. Uh, so last week, as we said, we had Sam Rankin on from Etch. Uh, that was a great time. Uh, you can tell that Sam spent a ton of time and energy researching business and finance, and it just shows how much success they've had in such a short period. I love, you know, I, I really loved how he knows what his strengths are. He knows what his weaknesses are, and he is not a field guy. He'll be the first one to tell you that. So, I, you know, Jay, that's awesome, right? When a when a guy hey. knows. Yeah, those are that and stays sticks to where you're, you know, needed the best. Hundred percent, you get the best uh, bang for your buck. Where you, you know, definitely. You so I mean, that's awesome to us because he understands that building success is definitely more gratifying than satisfying your ego. You know, and that's that's hard for some guys to do, but uh, you know, Sam does it, and that's uh, I think one of the big reasons why he's so successful so early. So thanks again to him and Etch for uh, coming on and giving us the time. As we talked about, Jeremy and the Glacier Boys got snow finally, you know, and as usual, they were able to turn one inch of snow into five days of billable work. So uh, congratulations yeah. to Glacier. <laughs> hey, I love good, it. I, when you're good, dude, you're I love good. it. You guys are my freaking heroes. I, I absolutely love it. It's hey, so we, great we that we you were can do that. Moving. I had helicopter Ben blowing piles back last night still. So. It's incredible that you can. Uh, How is the new LaRue? Oh, I love that thing. That's your baby now, right? That thing, that thing is sweet. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I want to use it for maybe what a couple hours or whatever. But it was, uh, yeah, it's it'll be fun. That thing good, so smooth. Did Did Ben get to use it, or will you put him on the old one? No, he is on the old one because he was a because Larue's <laughs> got fusion hooks, so and he was blowing up with John Deere, so he had to use John Deere JRBs. So on the old other blowers got John, you know JRBs on it, so. So translation, that is Jeremy's toy. Don't touch it. It's not a toy. That's what I'm hearing. It's not a toy, <laughs> but it is mine. <laughs> no, 
Uh, yeah, I gotta be using it. Hopefully, we get enough snow, we can keep using it. So, yep. All right, what else we got here? So, oh, yeah, I, I think we're gonna do the final mammoth watch here. I think we got to do one more. Oh so Robert from RD was able to fix the mammoth himself. So it is currently working. So I'm pleased to report that. But I went and did something before we knew Robert was able to get it fixed on his own. Uh, the great team over at VentTrack were letting my guys at all hands demo one of their new SSVs this winter uh, and a new attachment they had coming out. So, you know, as most of us, if not all of us know, manufacturers loan demo or test units out to contractors all the time, you know, to get their feedback and stuff. So when Robert was still having issues with his mammoth, you know, one of his contracts actually required him to have a sidewalk machine on site. You know, he was getting pretty nervous that he was going to be in breach of contract. So that got me to thinking. And uh, I called, the, you know, as everybody's heard from numerous times, you know, I called my vent track guy, Jimmy, from J&R Sheds down in Maryland and explained Robert's situation and asked him a hypothetical. You know, did he think that vent track would have an issue if I maybe diverted my demo unit up to Robert in Maine for, for a bit? And, uh, you know, if you, if you guys follow this show, you know, Jimmy's an absolute amazing dealer. You know, he, he just makes shit happen all the time for us. You know, Jimmy said he'd run it up the flagpole and see what Ventrack had to say. And, uh, he spoke with Aaron Graber at, uh, Ventrack and, uh, <laughs> Aaron got it cleared with whoever he had to. And between the two of them, they were able to let me divert my demo up to, uh, Robert who needed it obviously a lot more than I did. So, uh, mm -hmm. Robert came down last week and picked it up from my shop and brought it home to Maine. So I just want to thank Aaron and uh, the whole team at Ventrack for really just, you know, again, going above and beyond to help snow guys out. And also, obviously, Jimmy from J&R Sheds out in Churchville, Maryland, you know, again, killed it. Absolutely killed it for us. So, uh, you know, obviously, this was a perfect one-off situation where there was already, you know, a demo unit out there in play and a guy that was willing to give it up to help out another, you know, snow pro. But Ventrack didn't have to allow it to happen, and Jimmy didn't have to go out of his way to work his magic, but they both did. So, uh, you know, we always say on the show that in snow, you know, you got to hit home runs every at bat. And again, Jimmy knocked it out of the park and helped us get it done. So, uh, you know, thank you again to Jimmy and JNR and thanks to uh, Ventrack for allowing it to happen. You know, it says a lot about, you know, what kind of company Ventrack is and reinforces what a great dealer JNR is. So everybody's happy. I think Robert's got an SSV to try out for a while and he's not losing sleep anymore. And, you know, Jeremy and I are uh, real healthy real happy that you know we could help a fellow uh snow pro out and uh you know he's a he's a good friend to us and you know we're just happy about it right right you so were losing so. sleep over it for him right well you know you know where i stand on the mammoth oh i know i know what did sean <laughs> so, say mammoth's so, been extinct for four thousand years i don't think well, it's coming just, back i'm just like what's he gonna do with it is he gonna run it or is he gonna try to sell it or both i don't know honestly i i don't know i just I just took care of, uh, you know, getting him a, getting him a machine that he knew would run. Yeah, I hear you. So it's up to him. I, I don't know what his plans are. You'd have to ask uh, Robert from Marty Outdoor that and check him out. So I'm sure you'll see some videos out there of his, uh, his SSV demo. What else? I got to give a big shout out to the guys over at Dirty Graphics. All right. They, they have saved me. You know, if you guys have uh, looked at All Hands' Instagram, you know how I love my branding, especially on the SSVs. And uh, my lettering guy just went up and retired on me. He's been doing my stuff since we started, you know, 10 years ago. He's done everything in my fleet. And he also did the wraps for my SSVs. And uh, I was nervous. I, I couldn't find anybody to, to do the new the new wraps on the new SSVs. And I didn't like the way they looked stock. So uh, 
I reached out to Dirty Graphics and they actually just started doing SSV wraps. They have like 15 or 16 different options. They're all cool. And uh, they'll also do custom wraps, guys. So uh, you know, I'm looking no further. I, I got them to uh, to make me, I sent them my artwork and they're making me a custom wrap for my SSVs and all is well it. again. So they I do some seriously. It. Have you seen their stuff with the skids, Jay? Oh God, yeah. I, I was trying to become. A, I was trying to become a, a what should we call a brand rep for them? Was that a year or two ago when they were looking for that, and we were talking and stuff like that. And they just, I said, I didn't have any skids. I said, you want to do compact loaders or loaders? I'm your man. But then, I think they're I starting compact loaders. I think they are. I think they do like a John Deere two forty four or three forty four. I think they have wraps for. I told them I had plenty of subs just because we could, if they wanted to do something, was but. They do yeah. sick work. They really do. Yeah, they they have work. some really yeah. gorgeous stuff. Yep. So, yeah. So, guys, as we said, you know, they do great work with skids, excavators, and, you know, now, thankfully for me, the SSVs. So, uh, go, and, go ahead and check them out at Dirty Graphics. That's uh, graphics with an IX at the M, uh, dot com, uh, or check them out on Instagram. All right. They, uh, they have some great stuff out there. And the guys that I know that had their wraps, uh, absolutely love them. What else, Jay? Oh, uh, do we do the big announcement? Sure. Let's do it. All right, guys. The big announcement. All right. So you want to know what's that? The big announcement. Big announcement. Don't you have your little music for it? Uh, I don't actually. I don't. I just have uh, the recording of me and you uh, arguing. What is oh. wrong with you? What do you mean what's wrong with What's wrong with you? No, what's wrong with you? No, what's wrong with you? You're projecting. Drop it. You drop it. You stop projecting on me. Why don't you go enjoy yourself while I go ice my balls and spit up blood? Drop it! Team player. Yeah, that's all I got. That's just the, the recording of us every day on the phone, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. But you guys want to know how you know you have hit big with your little snow management podcast? It probably is going to be when you get a phone call in the middle of the day from a number you don't recognize, and the guy on the other end of the line says, this is Josh Gomez from East Coast Facilities. And I'm going to come on the show for you and do an episode. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> we'll take that. Yeah, we'll take that. Absolutely. That's yeah, great. That'll be a fun right? one. He's a little bit. We talked to him. He's uh, <laughs> uh, we got some shit in store. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like I posted bombs on the uh, the little announcement thing. That, that was not a coincidence. Uh, you can expect the uh, fireworks. So uh, that's right, boys and girls. We said Josh Gomez. If you don't know who he is, then you probably haven't been in the snow game very long or you're possibly living under a rock or something. You know, he's got to be the the most recognizable name, I think, right now in large-scale snow management. Seems like it. You know, East Coast facilities. Yeah, East Coast facilities are huge. They're monster. I mean, uh, uh, what facility management in general, you know, he's built East Coast facilities into an like industry juggernaut. Years. I mean, it's huge, seven right? years old. He said he's in what seven years old only, and he's I think so. It's a relatively new company, it's just absolute beast now. So, yeah. you know, so he's gonna fun. come on with us, he's gonna Sounds do like an he's gonna, let it, he's gonna let her fly. He's gonna let it fly. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I can't promise you guys that we know where this conversation is gonna go or what turns it's gonna take, but. You know, I can promise you one thing, and that's after, you know, we spoke to Josh a little bit on the phone. He is zero filter. He does not hold back at all and has zero issue speaking his mind on whatever topic, you know, you present him with. So agree with him or disagree with him. It doesn't really matter. He's going to give you his opinion. You know, he's, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked about that. I think it's going to be awesome. You know, so I, I think, yeah. uh, 
I, I mean, we haven't even recorded that episode yet, but I do have a snippet that I, I believe is uh, from that episode. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? I can pretty much guarantee that will happen. Yep. <laughs> Maybe multiple times. Yep. But keep a lookout for that episode, guys. As soon as we get closer to it, and we're going to lock in a date. Uh, it's going to be after the holidays, so it will be some day, some Monday in January that we drop it. We will let you all know. You know, we just got to make all three of our schedules mesh up, and you know, we'll uh, we'll just get you all ready now to start getting ready for that one because it's going to be a good one. And I don't. Maybe we should have guys send questions in for us too. Ask them. That would be great. Yeah, actually, great, awesome, Jeremy. That, definitely, guys. Snowjobspodcast.com. Uh, I'm sorry, at gmail.com. Send them in or send them to us on Instagram. We'll maybe do an Instagram story with questions you want asked to Josh, and uh, we'll try and get through as many as we can. I don't. I mean, are we going to put a time limit on that? I don't think we yeah. are, right? No, I don't think we have. There's no time limit. limit. No, yeah. it could be basically right. a mini seminar. Let's show us we can do what we want. <laughs> That's true. It is kind of our show, and we definitely can do whatever the fuck we want. You got anything else, Jay? I don't think so. Let's get this show on the road. All right, guys, we're going to hear from Muskox and Hilltip, so uh, we'll be back in 60. Hey, guys, Steve here. We're always looking for ways to save on labor and increase safety for our people. Last year, I purchased a game-changing snowblower from my company that does just that. It's called the Muskox. Patented back drag feature and design lets us get right up to our HOA garage doors and tight spots, clean them all right down to the pavement without scratching. This beast can also scrape hard pack going forward if you needed to. It's truly a dual threat blower. Give Muskox a call. Their staff are extremely knowledgeable and have been amazing with us. Muskox, snowblowers that back drag. Hilltip's patented line of ice striker spreaders and spray striker sprayers are revolutionizing the winter services industry. Equipped with our H-Track system, contractors can see exactly how much material is being applied anywhere on a customer's property. Work sites can be geofenced and assigned to a controller so that the correct amount of material is always applied. A two-way GPRS communication channel allows for remote adjustment of a machine's settings from any device anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit www.hilltipna.com. All right, gang, we're back. So let's not waste any more time. Let's just get right into this. So let's welcome to the snow jobs, Austin Hurst of Latitude 41 Lawns. Austin, buddy, unmute your mic and tell us how you're doing. Hey, I'm Austin. doing excellent, gentlemen. <laughs> how are you guys doing? We're doing, doing great. Good. Yeah, doing doing really welcome good. aboard, man. I'm glad we could get you. Absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me. What's no happening problem. in Iowa? Not a lot. Not much snow. Um, we've had one uh, saltable event, and that's been pretty much it. And honestly, they, they're kind of talking a little bit of a Christmas storm in our area, too. So uh, we'll see what, what comes of that. But it's been it's been pretty mild so far. It'll well, let's come. get into it. Oh, Everybody's so nervous. It. It'll come. Oh, just because you get your all your snow in like two weeks and you call it. It's a year. El Nino. They, they everybody, they, all the weather guys are saying the same thing. It's January and February, eighty percent, seventy five percent of the snow. Yeah. After the New Year, they're saying, yeah, it's gonna come. Yeah, it's shop. Have it's just gets boring. There's nothing. I, to do. Well, yes, it is. It's definitely boring. <laughs> Watching my salt bunker go up is about what I've been doing today. Yeah, so. it looks good. It looks yeah. good. Anyways, well, Austin, let's tell everybody about. About you and your company. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, we're we're located out of out of Ankeny, Iowa. Um, same same place actually as Sam with Etch. Um, know him really well. So great guy. He had a great episode. It's gonna be hard to live up to, but we'll we'll do our best. So yeah, we we started in 2015. Um, it was actually started by a good friend of mine, Jake Snook. Um, he just kind of started it um, honestly as a side hustle. You know, just kind of started mowing grass on the side you know, landscaping projects here and there. And, you know, slowly it just kind of grew and grew and grew. And um, I actually went to Iowa State University for uh, business management. Uh, During that time, while Jake was growing Latitude, I was coming down and helping him really just in my free time from school. So evenings, weekends, during the summer, Um, It kind of provided seasonal work for me, which was, you know, definitely nice, you know, being a broke college kid, having a little bit of (laughs) jingle in your pocket. So, so that was cool for me to see too. And then uh, 2018 rolled around. I was done at Iowa State. I was working in the corporate world and Jake kind of came to me and he was like, you know, hey, I'm, he was, he was, you know, to the point where he was, uh, he had already quit his full time job. Um, he was an electrician, actually, and um, he was he was done with that. And he's like, I'm you know I'm going to go full time into this, and uh, I just kind of need somebody to help me with the the business side of things. So we talked it over, and you know he he kind of sold me on the vision, and you know here we are. So um, five years later, we've you know it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, being able to see the thing grow really from the beginning, to be honest, um, we've got 18 full-time employees now, uh, that we, you know, employ year round. So just, you know, being able to see that growth and just having an impact and knowing, you know, the work that you come in and do every single day is, has been really rewarding for me. That's awesome. Good for you guys. 18 employees. That's a good, that's a good full-time operation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're, uh, we're, we're hoping to, to grow quite a bit next year, and hopefully hopefully we've got a good amount of snow this winter to keep them busy, too. So, You know, it's funny, though, you say that, how many guys, the little side hustle of mowing lawns, you know, fast forward five, six years turns into, oh, shit, this is a, this is a full-time thing now, and I need employees, and the shit just takes off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really, that's, that's, that's kind of what it was. And, um, you know, that's just, I mean, that was the biggest thing that sold me too, to be honest, is I just knew Jake and I knew his work ethic. And, you know, I really thought that, you know, him and I teaming together, we have the same values, uh, the same vision of where this thing could go. And, you know, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun ride and, um, you know, we've, we've accomplished a lot, but we've, we've got a lot more we want to accomplish too. So that's, that's exciting as well. Good for you guys. So what services does Latitude 41 offer? What do you guys do? Not just snow, like everything. Yeah. Yep. So we're, uh, you know, full service lawn care. Um, you know, we really kind of specialize in our maintenance side, more on the commercial HOA aspect of things. Um, we deal with a lot of homeowners associations in our area. So, you know, mowing, uh, fertilizer, turf control, uh, irrigation maintenance, Um, And then snow removal, obviously, would be our main core services. And then more on the residential side, um, we do a lot of residential design and install. Honestly, I mean, we're we're pretty comparable to to what Sam's offering in our area, too. So um, we're, you know, we're in a big area. It's about roughly 80,000 people. And just kind of goes to show, too, there's there's plenty of work to go around. There's, you know, a lot of big players in our market, um, which is exciting, but yeah, that, that's the core of services that we offer. 
Very healthy cool. competition. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. So you guys do any hardscaping or anything? Or you stay away from that. We do. Uh, we do. I would say, you know, it's we're we're more. I mean, we we do some hardscaping. I wouldn't say that's our bread and butter by any means, um, but but we do some hardscaping for sure. Cool. You fertilizing all that, right? Huh? That what you? Yeah. Yep. Yep. A lot of fertilizer, commercial and residential. Um, yeah, fertilizer is pretty pretty big part of our business for sure. Nice. So, what are winters like down there in Iowa? At least down there from me. Yeah. Yeah. So we're. I want to say right now our our last five year historical average is is about thirty six inches uh, per year over the last five years. It's actually a little bit up from our thirty year average. Our thirty year average is closer to like thirty two, so just slightly above. I mean, we're probably about fifteen pushable events per year um, is is what we would average. Does your does your snow when you get it does it melt then or do you guys does it, like up here it sticks around all winter but it, it it sticks around for the most part I mean honestly when we kind of get the storms you know more of this time of year when you're kind of you know late fall early winter or late winter early spring you know you'll get some you know more storms where those are the hardest ones to predict and the hardest ones for, you know, our team. I know they go nuts when I'm, you know, trying to plan and and strategize of what we're going to do just because the pavement temperature is so close to freezing. It's hard to tell how much actual pavement accumulation you're going to get, you know, right. When, you know, the, the weather forecast is saying, Hey, you know, it's, you know, three to five inches of snow, but you know, you're looking at the temperature and it's 38 degrees. You're like, what am I actually going to get on the pavement? So um, a lot of those will melt after the fact, once we get, you know, into late December, January, February, we're dealing with temperatures that are in the teens for the most part, you know, probably similar to you, Jeremy. So uh, not, not a lot of melting going on there after the fact where, you know, if, if we can get, you know, a snow event and then the next day we can get it, you know, close to 20 degrees and sun, that's, that's a win for us. And, you know, we might <laughs> yeah. be able to get a little bit of melting yeah. there. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, we've gotten two foot blizzards that are gone four days later. You're back to green grass. <laughs> Freaking crazy. Not this place. It's crazy. Not here either. Nope. Your normal snows are, are like Sam, like two to three inch. Uh, that's your bread and butter, or do you get big storms as well? We we typically are in that you know two to three inch window. Honestly, probably even like a one to three inch window. Um, I would guess. Shoot, probably over the last three or four years, we've maybe had on average maybe one or two events that are over six inches. So we're typically not just getting slammed with snow. I'm, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago we had like a 14 inch storm and it was a wet, heavy storm. And that was, that was a brutal one, but not fun. Not fun. Yeah. Th- <laughs> thankfully the, you know, sometimes the frequency can be, you know, a little like, you know, you're getting a one to two inch storm and then you're getting another one to two inches and then, you know, 36 hours. And um, that's probably the most difficult, you know, that we deal with, but not a lot of heavy volume storms in our area. So I love one for- to threes. Yeah, one to three are yeah those are those are great to be honest <laughs> i prefer to higher in the three but yeah yeah, yeah three is fine i'll take three yeah. three would be great um, but how about so you do a lot of hoas you said is that what, what's yep. your bread and butter hoas or commercial or yeah we do a lot of hoas 
and a lot of commercial. Um, really just the HOAs have kind of been our bread and butter just because we can kind of be a one-stop shop for them. We can kind of provide all the services that they're looking for, you know, so kind of your, your mowing, your fertilizer, irrigation, snow removal, um, you know, even like spring and fall cleanup, things like that. Pretty much everything that a, that a homeowners association wants done, we can kind of just be that one-stop shop for them. So I would say that, and especially on the on the snow side of things, the commercial, we don't do we don't do any residential. So the HOAs would be technically the only residential that we mm-hmm. do. So you're, I got a question about HOAs since we don't do any, but I know some buddies in town do them. And how are your HOAs? They have like, I don't know, a lot, like all of them calling them. Doesn't your HOA just kind of go through a board and you just answer to one person? I, I keep telling them, I'm like, why are you answering they get, to everybody? They get actual actual tenants in the HOA call. Oh, yeah, I'm like, oh no, 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 you no, can't no. do that. I'm like, no. you got it. There's got to be a chain of command, just like everything. So right? in my in my HOAs that we do, they get in trouble if they, well, they even should. try attempt to talk to us. The board like finds them and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, I told him you got you, you got to put an end to that. I said you can't have all these people. I don't know how they got your number. Oh yeah, no good. Calling them, it's like, no. They want them to this, no that, and that. I'm like, no, you can't do. It. It's got to go through a board. Everything goes through yep. the board. Yep, exactly. That's kind of the same thing we've experienced. We've had some issues in the past over you know the last couple of years where we've had a resident calling and complaining that we skipped their driveway and you know well did you have cars in the driveway yeah there was two cars in the driveway okay well that's why it wasn't completed <laughs> you know so a lot of the questions typically answer themselves you know we we try to be very transparent with communication with the board um, we we send out an email prior to every storm um, especially to our HOAs to just everybody on the board the property management company whoever our main points of contact are there just essentially with a summary saying hey, this is the weather forecast that we're anticipating. Based off of what we're seeing, this is the plan for this weather event. So yep. a lot of, you know, we'll, we'll deal with storms that have a lot of like drifting in HOAs if they're, you know, kind of newly developed areas where there's not a lot of break in the wind. You know, we might have a storm where we know it's going to be light and powdery and then they're projecting 25 mile an hour winds at the end of it. We'll just send out an email explaining the, the process that we're going to do with the storm and then also letting them know, hey, we anticipate drifting to occur from this storm. So we will be out the next day to treat that drifting for you. So that's kind of helped alleviate some of the phone calls and stuff from us just because, I mean, you guys know how it is too. A lot of the, a lot of the questions are, you know, they're not anything absurd. It's just if we can get out in front of that, you know, and try to you know, eliminate that happening on the back end because we'll probably have five people call with the same question that that's helped us out. Yeah. Take the phone numbers off your equipment. <laughs> yeah. Don't, do we do not have any on that. <laughs> we, we, we've had, uh, we put a phone number on there. Uh, when we logoed our first truck, actually, uh, we, we put a phone number on it and I think maybe, I want to say it was maybe two weeks after we got the truck, we got a call and it was just a guy just ripping us and said, we pulled out in front of him and we're just, you know, the dumbest drivers ever. We shouldn't have a license, you know, and we're like, okay, you know, we're, <laughs> we don't need the, the number on there. We'll just have the, the logo. That'll be enough. Yeah. yeah. Austin with your HOAs. Do you guys, when, when you get a contract, 
do your HOA boards have a snow plan? Like, do they already have a plan of how they want you to handle their complex and you guys just adjust that as you need to? Or do you guys come up with the plan and tell them, hey, listen, this is how we're going to do, do it in this order around the complex and you guys tell them, you know, how is it out there? Because it's different everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So typically we will just initiate all that conversation. So we kind of come in and especially if it's a new neighborhood that we haven't worked with before, when we put together proposal, we essentially put together a plan and we say, Hey, this is how we're going to handle your property. Um, You know, we take care of a lot of HOAs in the, in the same area. You know, there's sometimes the only thing that we might maybe adjust is sometimes an HOA will want a two inch trigger compared to a one inch trigger. Mm-hmm. 95% of our HOAs are one inch trigger. It's just easier for us. It stays consistent. We kind of just lay out the framework of, of how this is going to work. Um, you know, we kind of just tell them, Hey, you know, the roadways are always going to be our top priority. We're going to make sure that, you know, the private roadways in your neighborhood are our are, are top point of emphasis here. You know, we're not going to touch your driveways until after the storm concludes, unless it's an absurd snow event where we're getting, you know, maybe 12 inches of snow in, in a, you know, eight hour span. And it's more advantageous for us to clear six inches twice rather than mm-hmm. a foot once. So we typically dictate that conversation and, if somebody, you know, is kind of wanting to make tweaks and, and deviations off of what we're suggesting, they're probably not the right customer for us. And we're probably not the right fit for them either. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Do you find that a lot of tenants in your HOAs have no idea what their contract actually states as far as the snow guys? Like we get yes. that a lot where like they're at, they come out and they're knocking on the window of the machine and asking the guy to do like this, that, and the other thing. And like, that's not in your, like, we, we have the contract, we have, you know, our marching orders for this complex. And that's not even close to like, you know, shoveling an area for the animals to go, you know, on the, on the grass, you know, it's like stuff like that, or uh, shoveling out around the cars in the driveway, if they don't want to move their cars, you know, and we, we do multiple, you know, complexes. So it's, you know, it's some one complex has a, a way of doing things. Another complex has another way of doing things, but like we find a kind of across the board, one of our complexes, everybody in there knows their contract. They know exactly what they can expect from the snow company and they know when we don't do it. But the other complexes kind of have a, a very low number of people that actually know what their contract and RFP states. You guys find that yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah. We see the same exact thing. I mean, you can, I think, try to be, you know, as out in front of it as you can be. And, um, you know, the problem is there's always going to be a couple people that, you know, try to poke their head in somewhere where, you know, that's not really their realm. Kind of like you guys alluded to earlier with, you know, people outside of the board, you know, trying. I mean, we've never had a board member approach any of our team members on site because no. they know the contract. They understand what's going on. Yep. Everybody that comes up to them is typically just a tenant in the neighborhood. That is, that is not a part of the decision-making process. So we get that pretty common too with, um, you know, something that we pretty clearly put in our contracts is, is like you said, if there's a car in the driveway, we don't touch the driveway. We don't do any handwork near the vehicles, anything like that. Just, you know, it's high liability for us. We just don't Absolutely. touch it. You know, if you know a snowstorm's coming, do the best you can to get your vehicles out of the driveway. And then also just, you know, getting closest to garages. 
you know, we obviously, we put in all of our contracts that, you know, we, we will get as close as we safely can with equipment, mm-hmm. you know, and we put specifically if the neighborhood is paying for us to shovel out from the garages or sometimes, you know, a neighborhood will be like, we're going to leave that, you know, up to the homeowners to handle that part of it. So yep. that's another common note, one that we will have people reach out to us and, you know, try to stop our guys. They're, they're knocking on the skid loader door, the L85 door and, you know, Hey, I need you to clear this. It's like, I mean, for the most part, that person typically does not know the ins and outs of the contract. Yeah. Uh, so many guys out there do not like doing the HOAs. They, they hate them. They, they, Oh, they're such a headache. I've found that like, we're very lucky that the HOAs we do, all the boards are phenomenal. Like they're absolutely phenomenal. They, they are very much a, like you said, tell us what we need to do for you to get the best out of your company, like to help you guys do the best job possible. They've all our boards have been outstanding, but we do find that when it goes down to the tenant level, uh, you know, or the, the, whatever the private condo owners that are in the complex, we find that they have almost no grasp of what their RFP or contract calls for, for us to do. Yeah. That's a big headache. It's, it's a huge headache. And I, I mean, I echo that. I mean, I think at the end of the day, people are reasonable people and yeah. especially the ones that are informed and, and know what's going on. If you just keep that open line of communication with them, it, it normally goes pretty smooth. You, you might have a one-off situation where somebody comes out and, you know, touches base. And that's where we just, if somebody comes out and reaches out to us, we're just, you know, we direct them to go to their board because at the end of the day, the board's the one that's signing our check and paying yep. us and, we want to make sure the the board members are happy. Obviously, we want to make sure the association's happy as a whole. Sure. We want to, you know, I mean, honestly, I I kind of joke around with with the people, you know, when we're talking snow with with board members, and I just you know tell them like, you guys have the most thankless job in the world because they're they kind of a middleman, you know, for people that are normally bitching and complaining about things, and people just love to you know complain that oh you know the the sun came out today. Like, yes, right. Yep. So they got nothing else to do know. that day. That's you know? it. Yeah, That's it, it, nothing exactly. else to do. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I I totally agree with what you said there, Steve. I mean, just. Having that, you know, relationship with the board, I, I think, you know, that's that's a huge part of it, whether it's, you know, more operated by a board or sometimes a board will want to go and utilize the property management company and have that contact from the property management sure. company, you know, kind of be the mediator there too between us and them. And, and, and that's, that's something how, that's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, as long as we know who we're supposed to communicate with, that we're, we're totally fine with whatever. Yeah, we're very lucky. And I'm always careful to tell my guys, like, if you get a, a person that comes out and it, it's honestly, it's usually a woman coming out and not happy about something. You just in your night, I don't care if you've been going 12 hours, 14 hours, whatever in your nicest voice with your smile. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I will, I will let the, the, the supervisor know. We'll, you know, we'll see what we can do. And then you go on your way. You do not infuriate the situation, you know, do not escalate the situation. Like just, like yeah, just diffuse it, just diff- <laughs> diffuse it and move on as quick as possible. But um, we tell like we tell everybody, the, the board members, just maybe in December or you know early December, late November, whenever you want to do it, send a copy via email of, you know, the, the policy of what what we are and aren't going to do. Yeah. So everybody knows, over. everybody can access it, you know, and we always tell our guys, just make sure you understand if you have a hundred units, just say a uh, random number, one hundred units, 
just concentrate on making 95 to 96 of them happy because those other four are a lost cause. They're going to complain 24, seven, 365, no matter who's doing what in that complex. And they do. Yeah, no, absolutely. Those are the, those three or four people like, you know, that you, you know, mentioned right there. Those are the people that are upset that the sky is blue yes. and, you know, the sun, out. you know, there's just, there's just no, you know, getting to them. And I mean, I, I totally agree. With that. I think, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dude, it's so bad. Like there's one property manager that we work with some, uh, and he was telling me a story that there's a woman in one of his complexes that got just petitioned them, petitioned them, petitioned them to put in a streetlight outside her unit. They put it in for, they put in the one she was asking for. And when they put it in the first night, the next morning she called, it's too bright. Take it down. (laughs) Too bright. I can't do it. It's keeping me up all night. I'm like, man, you got a thankless job. I thought I had it tough. The the property management guys and the, uh, you know, the little property management guys and the boards, I, I couldn't do it, man. Jay. Yes, sir. Favorite, your favorite part. All right, Austin. My favorite part. Let's tell everybody about your equipment, what you have for your pushers, equipment, uh, side block machines, salters. Let it all in. Let us all. Let it all out. Yep. And I, I warned you guys earlier before we got on. I'm, I'm not an equipment guru. Uh, <laughs> That's I, okay. I mentioned before we started recording, if I'm ever operating a piece of equipment for us during an active snowstorm. Uh, we should probably just close the doors, lock up, and uh, probably try something else because let's things start with going the color. Well for what us. color yeah. are the machines? Does it have big wheels? Does it have big wheels? Does it have big wheels? I can give you that. Um, no, we uh, we run um, two wheel loaders. Uh, they're L eighty five Bobcats. Um, we we run all Arctic sectional pushers. Nice. Um, I just know our guys. <laughs> I know our guys really, really like those. Um, we run a couple skid loaders. Uh, we just picked up a, uh, a cat skid loader this year that we're going to run. Um, we've run two. We run a, a T66 and we run an S595 skid um, as well. And then we run just a couple plow trucks. Those really aren't running a lot of like devoted routes. Really, we're we have about one devoted plow truck route and then the other two trucks, they're just kind of floating around, especially during active snowstorms, making sure, you know, the, the HOAs are staying open, making sure the businesses are staying open and accessible. Um, you know, just kind of trying to, to plug and fill holes and just, you know, assist the customer experience as best we can, especially during those storms that are occurring during customers business hours. We're trying to, you know, have as little disruptions to their business as possible. Very cool. What are you using that the HOA is for backdragging stuff? Just the Arctics, or do you got something special? Or what? Yeah, we just use the Arctics um, for the backdragging. Um, that's I, I know that's what we've used the last couple of years. We've kind of I know there's been kind of internal conversations amongst our guys of maybe trying different things or you know switching what we're doing, but it, it's worked for the most part for right. for what we're trying to do. It does. I mean, that thing backdrags just as well as it goes forward. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing like that. Uh, what are you doing on sidewalks? You got any sidewalk machines at all? Yeah, we have uh, two John Deere um, 
X758 uh, cab tractor. So uh, we'll run those for, we, we've got, especially in some of those HOAs, there's long stretches of sidewalks there. Uh, we've got like the the blower and blade combo. So um, if it's a bigger snow, obviously we'll use the blower. Or, you know, if it's kind of just a, a smaller occurrence, we'll use the blade. And then those just have the uh, the snow X salters on the back. So we can pretty much just blow the sidewalk and salt it at the same time, um, especially on those long runs. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, we've looked at uh, Ventrac. Um, we've also looked at like the Boss. I don't even know what theirs is technically called, but it's kind of similar to the Ventrac. Yeah, yeah. SR Mag. Yep. So we've kind of looked into those. We. Uh, I know there's a Mammoth for sale if you want. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, we we need to get some snow first. Oh my god. But, um, but yeah, other than that, we'll just run, you know, the basic snow blowers on, you know, some of our smaller, like some of the commercial sites that just have the smaller runs of sidewalks, sure. especially in front of the building, things like that. Very cool. What do you Very run cool. for salt? Treated salt or just regular salt or what do you guys? Yep. Treated salt. Um, we just have a, a salt bunker uh, built at our shop. So um, we actually are our truckload was supposed to be coming earlier this week and it's actually coming tomorrow. So um, thankfully we haven't needed it yet, but uh, treated salt, we we've looked into, to brine. We just haven't really made that leap yet. Um, trying to kind of gather more research and uh, see if it's something that we think would, would be feasible for us and also, you know, help out. But just the, the treated salt is, is what we've been running and using. What What's it treated with? Do you know? Is it like Clear Lane, IBG? I, I do not. To be honest, okay. I don't know. No problem. Um, I, I can tell you exactly is how it much colored? it costs. But is it, it colored? It's colored. What it color is, colored, is it? Yes. It's purple. Was that Slicer? No. It might be that beet stuff, whatever. I purple? Like that I thought I'd seen hmm. that before. It's okay. Purple, but I don't know. I've, seen the, I, I I've seen the purple. I've definitely seen the purple. No, it's all good. It's all good. It, usually, you can tell by the color. I got. I got to remember what that purple is. I can never What's remember IBG, the purple. Blue? IBG is brown. Oh, brown. Molasses brown, baby. All right. What what salters are you using? What spreaders on the trucks? Uh, we're using the uh, the Western Tornado salters. Perfect. So there, we've got. Uh, we actually just ordered another one too, a bigger one um, that we're going to put on our on our bigger truck. So we've got two. They're like the one point eight yarders. Yep. Um, we've got those in just two of our plow trucks, and we just ordered the one. I think it's it's six or just shy of six. Uh, we're going to run just a devoted salt truck this year. That's going to salt the majority of our stuff. And then uh, we use some contracting partners and salt their stuff too. So very cool. You guys use a contracted weather forecast service? Or no, we do. We do. Yep. Um, we we've used a couple different ones the past couple of years. Um, and we just started um, with, with the new one this year and, we haven't really had a snow event yet, so it's kind of hard to say uh, yeah. how well it's going. But I will say it's crazy even just when I started in, you know, 2018 to where we're at now. Just, you know, the the technological advances in, you know, the, the weather forecast predicting, especially for our industry. Um, you know, the, the platform that we use, you know, you can message a meteorologist 24-7. So, you know, if we have snow in the forecast, we can say, you know, hey – 
what what's it looking like you know uh, what's the probability of one inch of, of you know accumulation of the pavement right now you know as you see it you know even if it's seven eight nine ten days out and then even you know during an active event you know what they're seeing you know what kind of you know the ending time is for accumulation um you know that that's been a huge help for us you know and with with prior platforms that we've used um just you know trying to efficiently predict end times of like okay if we're running our sidewalk route you know if we're only going to get another quarter of an inch of accumulation can we start our final cleans and salt all the walks right now and melt you know melt the remainder off so yes we do uh we do use a uh predictive weather uh, what are you using which which one bam weather bam weather i've heard of them yeah i've actually heard of them they're, you like them? They're good. Well, you don't know if they're good yet. They just started. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if they are in their teeth here once we get some snow events. But uh, yeah, at least you know posted. the customer service. Yeah, absolutely. Customer service has been excellent. Um, you know, they're very good about sending out uh, you know regular weather updates in terms of you know if there's any snow in the forecast. They're typically putting out a YouTube video twice a day, just kind of letting you know what the forecast nice. is looking like, and then you can you know message them anytime and you know, they, they've been great so far. So I, I guarantee you that, uh, if you bought our weather service, it would be right. A hundred percent of the time. <laughs> the weather would that rock, be the weather rock, the weather rock. It's got to come back. The rock oh, turns oh, white, oh, go oh. plowing. I got to go back one back a little bit to Austin's, uh, the L 85s. I don't know if you know, this, you're, you're not a machine guy or not, but, um, does it have any armrests? I don't believe uh, it does. I don't think they do, do they? I don't think the left one. I don't think they have a left one on left there. Left armrest. I got. I got called out the other day. We got to get the armrest unrest back going again. But I'm like, storms kind of solved that problem. But I Only guess in the can, John we, Deere, right? Yeah, but we can still. There's can, others. No, no, it it might fit on all of them, honestly. Yeah, you think? I just got my last five in. Put them on today. That was a tough job, but I got it done. I'll have to check my. Uh, I'll have to check my 321 seat. I don't think it has those holes cutting it. Like the John Deere had the holes for it, right? It was had easy. The holes, had the holes and the bolts dangling right there. You said to put it Just too on. expensive to put it on themselves. So <laughs> yeah. Didn't yeah. do it. So they yeah, wanted just... to keep that loader at 200000 instead of 201000 Yeah. Yeah. No, I figured I better bring that up because I got called out this week on that. So, I, I saw a picture. Yes. Somebody had pictures of a new L85, and I saw a picture. I don't believe it has a, a left armrest. That's unsafe. That's a safety. I, was say, I don't think it does. I mean, yeah. don't don't it's take unsafe. my word as the gospel, but it's unsafe. You should Being put a red, unsafe, red tag on that. Red tag it. Did you see Brandon from LADC's video of his uh, his kid in the in the John Deere with no armrest and he almost oh, fell? Yeah. yeah, I told him. I said you have to you have to put an armrest. That's you got to get armrests. You got to get them. Call Storm. Get your armrest for your John Deere compact loaders, guys. Oh my God, Austin. How many guys do you guys have on during a storm? We're, we're right around, it kind of honestly depends on the forecast and, you know, the timing of the storm and also just, you know, the duration of the storm. But we're typically between 28 and 32 um, okay. that we'll have running with us. Very cool. Typical storm, like a, just to say a typical storm or what do you want to call it? Three-incher. How, how long are you guys out roughly? Any just guesstimate or? If we're if it's like a three inch storm, um, obviously 
as you guys know, you know, there's some factors there. If it's, yeah. you know, occurs during the business day, you might have to push the lot and then come back later at night to finish it up. But um, we, we try to be, you know, between that eight and 10 hour window. Um, if it's something, you know, that's a little bit closer to the one to two inch range, we, we try to keep that more, you know, closer to seven hours um, for our routes. Um, but kind of your average storm about eight, eight to 10 hours typically in that in that window. And honestly, the window kind of depends on the properties too. Like Austin, oh, I don't know how it is with your HOAs, but do you have it in there? Because we have two complexes that do have it in there that if the snow stops after 10 p.m., they don't want you to do anything till 8 a.m. as far oh. as the driveways. You can keep the roads cleared and the sidewalk cleared. They oh. don't want the driveways touched until 8 a.m. They don't want you to wake anybody up overnight. Oh. We, we do not have that um, yeah. in any of ours. We, we have we pretty the much ability to service straight through. Yeah, we have the ability to override that if it's a safety issue. But yeah, they 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 do not like that in one complex particularly. They do not want you touching it overnight. That's ridiculous. They don't, I know it, it's tough, but you know, hey, listen, they pay well, so uh, you, right. you do what you got to right. do. Money talks. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, so I don't, that'll drag just... out your time. Some of the HOAs, if they like, I think you said Austin before, you have the same thing where you know you don't touch the driveways on a regular storm till after the snow has ceased. You know, you could you could be done with everything else and it could just still be, you know, flurrying a little bit and you could drag that out another three hours. So it's like, crap, come on, just let's yeah. just get this on here. Yeah, those those get tough for sure. Yeah, there's no there's no identical snow, at least around no. here. Everything's different every time. So Yes, sir. Yep. What else you got, well, Jay? I don't know. It's I just uh I just find it the HOA thing, that's that's just intriguing to me. I mean, not intriguing, not that I want to do it, but, I mean, around around here, I've heard horror stories, but it seems like everybody else, every, everywhere else I'm hearing, it's, if you got a good system and contract in place, it works pretty good. But I don't know. You need a good a system. Of, you need the right I, equipment. You need a good crew. And you need to have a good board and a property, you know, a decent, yeah. you know, a decent to good property manager that will, like, if you have a property manager or a board that says the buck stops with us, you don't bother them. You know, you leave the guys doing the work alone. It makes your life a lot easier. So mm-hmm. though, you want to keep those people happy. But you know what? You never have to chase down an HOA for a check. Generally, you Separate send that bill out on the first of the month. That money is in your account by the end of the day on the second. You know, Putz they got pay. Putt's got a lot of HOAs. Putt's got a lot of HOAs doing the snow on them and stuff. Well, I mean, maybe Fargo HOAs don't pay, but, I mean, it's – I don't know. We have no problem. Like those are the best payers. Those are the best on time, like early payers there. If you don't have them an invoice, say you got busy for three days, you don't have them an invoice by the third of the month. They're calling looking for, Hey, where's, where's the, the invoice this month so we can get you paid. What do you yeah. guys do? Yeah. They're, they're typically right? on top of payment. I mean, yeah. we're, we're typically seeing payment, you know, we send out, I mean, like a lot of ours are on seasonal contracts for HOA. So if we're sending out an, an invoice on the first of the month, Probably between the seventh to the tenth is when we're seeing that check. So, yeah. pretty pretty quick turnaround. We can't complain. Yeah, it all depends doing? on their approval process too. If they have to get approval from the board to pay bills, or if they already have pre pre authorization to. Okay, the treasurer just got the bill. They got the invoice, and it's our regular contracted price. We can just pay that. You don't have to go before the board. A lot of it has to do with that too. Time. What do you have for commercial accounts? Man, if HOAs are pretty heavy, but what else do you have for commercial? Just yeah, yep. So we've got uh, we've got some 
you know, kind of a variety, I would say. Um, we've got some banks. Um, we've got some restaurants. Uh, we've got, like, a doggy daycare. Um, we've got a couple actual, like, daycares. Mm-hmm. Just kind of properties like that. And, and typically with those, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to attack them one of two ways. We're either trying to get them uh, to sign a full-year contract for, you know, our maintenance services as well as our snow removal or we're trying to target them because we are already in the area and we're just trying to keep that route pretty dense. So kind of just, you know, your, your small to medium sized commercial properties. We're, we're not doing anything like a Costco or anything like that. Okay. You you had to work with national companies at all or no? Have we worked with national companies? Yep. Or do you have any? Uh, We we have in the past, and it's something we'll never do again. Um, (laughs) Amen. Amen. Show me the money! (laughs) (laughs) I could, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how much time we have tonight, but uh, I I could go on a rant about a lot of those third-party companies. Oh, absolutely. uh, You know, they're, they're great in terms of they, you know, they helped us you know, kind of be able to expand our reach as we were growing, you know, being able to have our logoed equipment on some of these sites, you know, I think did help us get um, additional accounts and and other accounts, even in, you know, specific areas that we wanted to get in just from, you know, that brand recognition of of seeing our equipment and, and us servicing those properties. But, you know, the Typically, I feel like all of those, you know, the payment is just a nightmare. You know, you're not getting paid for, you know, net 60. um, And then every they're trying to nickel and dime you at every corner. You know, hey, you got to show up and plow, but you got to sign into this app. And then you've got to record all these different services that you're doing. And you have to clock in and out. And then if you don't do that, then we're going to withhold payment. Then you got to fill out this form, you know, to be able to, you know, just prove that you you did the site and so those are a thing of the past for us thank yeah, you yeah honestly we, i think it's so convoluted it's so convoluted some of the systems it's made to frustrate you and made to confuse you and make you forget after 12 hours 14 hours when you're doing this that you got to do the documentation they want you to not not operate this system correctly so that they don't have to fucking pay it i guess exactly. you know, i you know, and like you said, it was good for you to get your your logoed equipment out on the sites, and I'm sure they only took a mere like 45, 50 percent off the top of the contract price too. <laughs> so, fuck yeah, that. yeah. They just they you know they they really prey on the smaller companies. Yes, and sir. I think you know sometimes, especially for us as we were growing, you know, we have an opportunity. Oh, you know, we have an opportunity to do this big box store. You know, this is fucking awesome i mean we're gonna get paid you know 20 grand for the season like you know we're rich we made it and then yep. you know you're young and you're naive as a company and as you obviously you know you get more acquainted you figured out okay they probably had you know 65 grand in this thing so mm-hmm. you know they're just sitting there collecting 45 and they're gonna nickel and dime at every corner yep. and they're just gonna prey on the little guy and, and that's exactly that's you're just, exactly right we've said that before it's a prey it's a it's a praying thing they're trying to find guys that either are dumb enough to not know their numbers or just starting out and basically thinking, like you said, that it's a great freaking deal. And they're looking for those guys. And they don't care if the site fails. They have that or, factored in. Or if you, know, you fail. Are, what's that? What's or that? even the big guys, because they, they're in the area and they can fill a route a little more so they know they'll cut the price so much 
shouldn't be done either, you know. It shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. Yeah. I'm so sick and tired of that. And that that Snow Jobs Nation says this. Show me the money. That's right. That's it. No more national nickel and diamond. That's bullshit. Hold out, guys. Get what you're worth. Get what you know. Get a good wage for what you're doing. It's you know doing stuff for twenty five hundred an acre. You're out of your fucking mind with the with our costs today. You do that for one season, you might as well pack it in. It's over. I don't get it. Well, yep. let's see. Is there besides Sam? Is there a lot of competition for snow in your area? Yeah, there definitely is. Yeah. Um, obviously, it kind of depends on what properties we're going after. There's definitely some big players in our market, but you've also got some, you know, smaller companies too that are, you know, kind of duking it out for, you know, some of the little stuff. And you know, obviously, the the barrier of entry, you know, for snow, I feel like is, you know, it's almost just even kind of getting lower and lower. You'll have guys that are throwing a plow in their truck, and you know, they're offering to plow for fifty bucks an hour, and you're always going to kind of have that, but we try to, you know, stay a step above that and, you know, trying to, you know, go after accounts and, and you know, I, I don't even like to say competing, um, but, you know, just trying to go after, you know, similar property as, as, you know, Sam and his company and, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, size companies like that. Yeah. Right. You guys, you guys bid on the same type, same properties ever? Ever yeah, come, yeah, we yeah, have. Yeah, you know, we've we've actually, uh, you know, we've actually bounced some stuff off of each other too. Um, I think that's something that's kind of unique. Um, you know, not only just specifically in our area, but I mean, you know, this whole podcast and the industry as a whole is, you know, I th- I really think ninety five percent of the people in this industry want to help each other and want yep. each other to succeed because there's a lot of work for everybody Mm -hmm. and, you know, snow is just a grind and we're all in this thing together. I mean, you know, we, we actually had an instance this year where we had an apartment complex. Um, you know, we were, we had been taking care of them the last three years and they, we, we went for the renewal and, you know, we, we raised our prices because the price of everything is well. And we gave them the opportunity to sign at the end of last snow season And they just said they don't, you know, they didn't have the green light to sign things that far in advance. And obviously, you know, things have changed. And so we went for the renewal. We sat down and, you know, we went over the scope of the contract and, you know, they were like, do you have any wiggle room on price? And we're like, no, you know, we, we know the value that we provide. We've worked together for three years. We're confident in our numbers. We know what it takes to, to service this property have you had any complaints with our service? No. Well, you know, this is, this is what we need to be at. And so, um, you know, the process kind of drug out for a couple weeks and, you know, eventually when I, you know, just sent the contract, I said, look like this contract expires on Friday. It expires on Friday at the end of the day. If we don't have a signed contract by then, we're, we're just not going to be able to do it because we just can't be held hostage here, you know, holding these two, you know, slots on our route when, you know, there's potential other customers that we're missing out on. And so, you know, the, the deadline expired and, you know, they, they did not sign with us. And so they ended up actually reaching out to Sam and he called me and he was just like, Hey, you know, I know you guys have taken care of this property for the last couple of years. I just wanted to touch base and see, you know, if something happened, you know, did, did something happen with payment? And I was just honest. And I said, look, man, like, they, they just didn't want to sign with us at the price that we went for the renewal. And, you know, they, 
They seem to be happy with our service. We didn't have any complaints. I mean, I, I have no bad things to say about them. We had a great working relationship. It's just, you know, for a lack of a better phrase, it was like, you know, you got to shit or get off the pod at some point. Right. And we yep. got to, you know, be able to move this thing forward. And, you know, so I told him, I said, I, I really hope you get it because I know if you get it, you're going to do a good job. And, you know, I, I hope that means obviously that they were willing to pay for, you know, a quality company to, to take care of it. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've definitely bid on stuff, you know, against each other uh, before, um, you know, we, we are going to continue to, to bid on, you know, things going forward. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I do think, you know, with that, you know, guys like Sam and, you know, Perfect Cut's another huge player in our market. honestly for us the the more companies there are like that the better off it is for us because we know that those guys aren't you know just lowballing the market and just you know screwing all of us so you know competition is you know probably you know not I, i don't even like to use that phrase really it's it's really just you know we're trying to you know use each other to to push the industry forward because we know that you know there's plenty of work for us to get our numbers for Sam to get his numbers and for everybody else, you know, that's kind of on that same pedestal to, to get their numbers in our area too. It's just the guys that come in 35% lower than all of us are the ones that are hurting all of us. Now, do you talk to the guys in your area? Are your, are your numbers like for that complex? Are your numbers going to be this like very similar you and Sam, like they're going to end up paying Sam and not you. That makes no sense. So, so that apartment complex, at least what Sam told me, they didn't go with him either. Gotcha. Um, okay. He actually told me he asked for our numbers from them and they, they wouldn't give them, you know, obviously the yeah. direct numbers, but he said, you know, they told him that we were within 500 bucks of each other. So, you know, we're, I mean, that, you, you know, I would imagine on most places we're, we're pretty competitive on price in terms of, you know, knowing our numbers and knowing sure. where we need to be at. Yep. Very cool. That's good. What else you got, Jay? Let's do five five. Uh, yeah. What do you got? What do you got? Something like you. It looks like you got something. Uh, I was just wondering about contract structures. Like, what's your? You guys do per push, hourly, seasonal? What are you guys doing? Yeah, so we we do uh, we do all three of those. Um, we we kind of got a variety of them. We're about sixty percent seasonal and then forty percent per service. So um, we've got some accounts that are hourly and then some accounts that are are per push with you know kind of the tiered out inches structure. Caps and floors. Yeah, do you do caps? Uh, and we floors? we actually so we have um, some contracts that have caps we don't have any floors um and then we actually have some contracts that are uncapped um typically those are built into our what we call an annual service contract so that's kind of something where we went back and forth you know kind of trying to be strategic in terms of how we've handled this obviously i know there's you know a lot of, you know, competitors in our industry that will do, you know, a, a cap and then they'll do a floor with a rebate, um, you know, and that's really worked for, for some people for sure. You know, we, we offer, you know, contracts with caps, but we also do the uncapped. Uh, we'll we'll kind of shoot those higher, to be honest, obviously, just because sure. you have to, to mitigate yep. your risk. But it's also for us, you know, especially honestly in the HOA market, 
they're typically working off of a fixed budget. So yep. if we can come in and offer, you know, hey, we can do your mowing, your your fertilizer, your irrigation, your snow removal. There's going to be no cap on your snow removal. It's going to be, you know, a flat rate, 12-month contract. You know, this is how much you're exactly going to be paying. Obviously, there's things outside of the scope of work that we can do, right. you know, snow pile relocation, things like that, you know, in order to, yep. you know, kind of supplement that a little bit. But, you know, that's something at least, you know, personally that's, you know, worked well for us. Um, that's kind of part of the reason, too, why we're not so – seasonally dominant you know we are closer to that 50 50 split than you know like more like a 90 10 or something like that but yeah just you know trying to you know trying to just bring something different to the table i think that's the biggest thing everybody says that they plow snow well everybody says you know that they can you know do you know be be the best but you know what what are you bringing to the table that's different that is very true something that we're constantly trying to work on have you ever met anybody that says, yeah, I fucking suck at plowing snow? You ever, you ever met somebody that's honest like that? In the, in no. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I definitely, I've met people who, you know, ha, have been honest. You know, I've actually got a, a friend here in the industry. He, he's more into grading and sodding, um, but he does a lot of, I mean, and he's, he's great at it. And he's got, you know, a bunch of guys who are very operative, you know, very, very good operators with skid loaders. He's got a ton of skid loaders and he hardly does any snow. And he's really just like, you know, I, I just don't do snow because I, you know, it's just not really for me. I don't like the hours of it. I don't like, you know, trying to go out and get all this shit. Like he'll run, you know, a little bit of snow, but not for so, yeah, I mean, I, I've never met somebody that's like, uh, you know, I, I suck at plowing snow and the yeah. process of doing it, but I've met people definitely who are, you know, more, ah, eh, you know, sure. snow isn't really for me, which mm-hmm. to- yeah. totally understand that. Too. Yeah, nobody in snow is going to say, yeah, I'm horrible at plowing, but uh, yeah, sign me anyway. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> sign me, yeah. sign with my company anyway. We're awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. All right, Jay, five and five now. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah. Hey, Austin, what's, uh, where do you want to see your company go within five years? What's, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, just, you know, that steady, sustained growth. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, we've got 18 full-time employees, um, you know, kind of tying back into what can we do different and, and what can our advantage be, you know, in the marketplace to be able to help us grow. There's a ton of great, you know, companies here. I, you know, I've been with Latitude for five years. Um, we've never had to lay anybody off. Um, that's a full-time employee. So, that's awesome. you know, that's something that, you know, I'm extremely proud of. There's definitely, you know, been difficult winters in terms of if you're not really getting much snow or, you know, trying to keep the guys busy, you know, obviously you're, you're you know, trying to make ends meet on a fixed budget, but you know, I, I think that's our biggest competitive advantage right now. Um, that's something I want to continue to move forward. And as we look ahead for, you know, five years, I, I truly believe that snow is is the anchor of our business. I, I think it's the easiest thing to sell just because of a high demand in our area. You know, whether it's homeowners associations, whether it's commercial businesses, you know, we walk in and we try to sell mowing, you know, fertilizer all that stuff some people care guys and, doing and honestly yeah some people don't give a shit you know they're they might find a guy that can mow their grass for you know 
50 bucks a mo and and you know they don't really necessarily care how it looks whereas you know snow removal has a direct impact on their business and how they do business so you know i think obviously as we look ahead you know five years I would really like to, you know, grow our snow department in a large way, just because I think that can really be an anchor for growing the rest of our business um, as we continue to to move forward. Very cool. So now you said you've been there five years, right? I so have. Yep. What's been like the best decision that you guys have made to get to where you are now and over the last five years? What What's the one thing you guys have done that's really made the difference? Oh man, that's, that's tough. I mean, we've, you know, we've, we've learned so much and I mean, even just myself personally, I mean, I can't even tell you how much I've, I've learned in five years. Um, it's probably going to sound cliche, but to be honest, it's just learning to say no, you know, there, there's just a lot of customers that just aren't your customer, you know, whether it's, you know, one of the big box stores that a third party company is trying to, you know, get you to plow for whatever it is, or, you know, maybe like we talked about earlier in a homeowners association, that's trying to dictate the terms of the contract and how you're going to do specific things. Um, you know, just, just learning to say no, I think as, as we've, you know, started to grow and, and, you know, obviously continue to grow and, you know, we, we've been able to, kind of have, you know, a self-confidence in ourselves as a business, knowing, you know, the the services that we provide, you know, are high quality services and, and people truly do appreciate them. So, you know, just finding the customers that truly appreciate what we bring to the table. So I think, you know, we, we've had, we definitely had more good customers than bad customers throughout our, our growth process. But I think, you know, just truly the power of, of learning to say no and learning when to walk away from something that maybe just isn't the best opportunity for you or your business. I don't think that's cliche at all. I think that's wholly important. That's, that's a very tough thing for guys starting out to know, especially in the early stages when you, you know, you have a lot of bills maybe and not so much coming in. It's tough to say no to whatever they're going to throw at you, but that's how you avoid these bad scenarios like these national property management companies preying on you, trying to get you to take an eight-acre Walmart in a 25-inch market for $16,000. You know, you're, you're going to go bankrupt. So learning to say no is wholly important, hugely important. That's big. Yeah, and I mean, and I think, you know, the biggest thing in our industry, um, you know, especially in our area too, I mean, we're all service providers, but you know, the biggest thing is just your reputation, right? And you, you really get a bad rap if, if you're out there over-promising and under-delivering mm-hmm. and, you know, you're you're telling people all these things because, I mean, at the same time, too, a lot of the, you know, for us, for example, you know, if, if we burn one HOA, you know, just because we, we over-promised and we under-delivered, that HOA might be represented by the same property management company that, you know, manages yes, five or six other associations. Yep. And if that's our first opportunity and our first impression working with them, we, we might have just burned a bridge that, you know, we're never going to be able to get back to and, and you know, never going to be able to go back from. So, yeah, I mean, you know, just your, your reputation is, is really what you have. And um, obviously, I think there's definitely times, you know, as you're growing you know, there's a difference between taking a risk and, you know, just walking away from, you know, something that, you know, you don't 
that you truly know is not right for you. Absolutely. You know, I think sometimes, obviously, you know, you get into something and you realize, hey, maybe this isn't it. You know, okay, you stick it out. You know, you provide the high level of service for that customer, and then once that contract expires, you, you look to replace it and go a separate direction. But yeah, I, I would say that's that's truly the the biggest thing that I've learned. You know, over these past five years is. You know, you just you got to learn to say no, because otherwise, if you just say yes to everybody, it, you're truly going to be your own demise. Absolutely. Yep. Let's take a quick break. We'll hear from Hilltip and Plowright, and we'll be right back to finish up with Austin. Back in 45, guys. Make your business more profitable with Hilltip spreaders and sprayers equipped with our H-Track two-way GPRS tracking and control system. To learn more, visit www.hilltipna.com. Take on winter's worst with the world's best. Hill tip. Guys, if you followed the show lately, you've heard us mention the Plowright snow stakes. Well, now that I've tried them, I have to say I'm a huge fan. Installing traditional snow stakes is time-consuming, expensive, and if you're using fiberglass, just downright dangerous due to the splinters. That's where the Plowright marking stake system comes in. Their patented installation tool can install up to 450 stakes per hour. The stakes are made of hollow polypropylene, which will not crack, break, or splinter. They have three different size options from 26 to 46 inches, come in five standard colors, orange, green, blue, red, and hot pink. Best of all, everything is 100% made in the USA. Log on to plow-right.com and order yours today. Be sure to use the promo code SNOWJOBS at checkout to save 10% off your order. All right, we're back, gang. Jay, what else you got for him? All right, Austin. What do you, do you guys have any good plowing stories? Anything? Anything? Yeah, any funny stories? Share? Funny stories? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got... Uh... We've got a couple. Some are some are probably more PG, and and some are more probably PG thirteen or, or rated R. But that's R is fine. R is fine. I like ours. <laughs> oh man, gosh, I'm trying to think. Probably, probably the best one I got for you is we. So we used to do. It was actually the first year I, I uh, joined with Jake. Um, we got a contract, and we actually did a lot of the city of Des Moines uh, public sidewalks. Um, so there was, you know, tons of sidewalks around the city of Des Moines, and they would break up the contract, and you would bid on, like, certain portions of the contract. And so we got – I, I want to say, like, we got a, a good amount of the sidewalks. It was probably about 18 miles worth of sidewalks. Um, so with that, we bought, um, our first X758 tractor with the blower, um, and the blade and the cab and the salter because we had to salt all of them as well. And so we would mostly, that was really the only thing at that time we had in Des Moines. So we would actually plow our full route in Ankeny, and then we would go out and we would do those sidewalks at the end of the storm. And so we had a location that we had parked our, our tractor. We would leave it down there. Like we'd leave it locked and everything, but it was, it was on a trailer. Uh, we had a location where we would leave the tractor. So we, you know, didn't have to haul it around during the storm. And then we could just go down there and, and do it because sometimes there would be maybe a buddy of ours was looking for some, you know, hours or something to work, you know, during a snowstorm, wanted to make a little cash. And we'd be like, Hey, you know, just come grab the key, go down there. The tractor's already down there. All you got to do is just take it off, and then here's the route. And so um, we we got a call at 
it was probably four in the morning. Um, we were actually, we were plowing Starbucks in Ankeny. Um, and you know, their, their workers are getting there early to make sure mm-hmm. everybody can get their coffee. So, um, uh, we're, we're plowing a Starbucks. We get a call from a random number and it's this guy just motherfucking us saying, you know, you're, you're, trailer is in the way like you know you got to get down here and move this shit i can't do what i need to do and you know we're like i mean it's like it's probably february at this point we probably i mean it was the year we got over 60 inches of snow so i mean it it had been parked in the same place every single snow event and so we're like oh you know I'm, i'm sorry like We'll be down there as soon as we can. You know, we're, we're actually just finishing up one of our last stops here, you know, and then we'll be down and, and get it out of your way. You know, give us, you know, 25, 30 minutes if you can just, you know, plow everything else and then we'll make sure we move it out of your way. And so we get down there and all the tires are slashed on the tractor. And we had a reserve gas tank that we had kind of like hidden. Uh, it was gone and there was nobody there. And so it's, you know, so we, uh, we did, it was myself and Jake and, um, we actually ended up getting a little bit of help later, um, from a couple guys, but we did 18 miles of sidewalks with snowblowers. Wow. Because we, uh, we, the tractor was out of service after that. I bet. Dude, you know, I used to watch the show Cops. They did a lot of episodes in Des Moines. I wouldn't be leaving my freaking tractor down there on a trailer, brother. It was uh, it was just a couple of young and naive kids, I think, at that point. That, Holy uh, shit! You know, we're like, oh yeah, we'll we'll be able to do this, and uh, we won't have a problem at all. So say, we that. learned our lesson, and uh, we 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 trailered the tractor down to Des Moines after every storm after that, and make sure we kept an eye on it. That's probably a smart move because that Des Moines, some of the parts of Des Moines are pretty rough, right? There's some, there's some, I feel like it's, it's kind of like every city. There's definitely some areas where, where we know we're, we're not really going to go to, but uh, uh, I mean, honestly, for the most part, for a big city, it's, it's pretty safe. All right. Well, that's good. Jay, you got anything else for him, bub? No. No. 18 miles snowblower. Oh my God. 18 miles with a walk behind. How long did it take you? (laughs) Oh God. I think it was. It was, and some of those sidewalks, we actually ended up uh, towards the end of it. There were some of the sidewalks where they were just so buried by the city plows that we ended up just bringing a plow truck down there and just plowing the sidewalks with a plow truck. That because works. We're, I mean, we're like, we, we got to get this done. I, I want to say it took us probably, I want to say it was six or seven hours is, is what it ended up taking us. Um, and that was after just running a full snowstorm the night before. Um, and actually the, the night before, uh, during the snowstorm, this is kind of ties into another story. We had a, uh, um, so at that point we were just running one plow truck. So we had one plow truck, Jake was plowing, I was doing the sidewalks and, uh, we had a little snow X tailgate salter on the back. And so, it, it was like, it was actually the stop right before we did the Starbucks. Um, we were plowing this big O tires in Ankeny. And so, you know, you're kind of the point, I mean, you guys know how it is. You, you kind of get to the point where you're starting to get a little delirious and, yep. you know, it's, you're, you're starting to get a little foggy and, and, you know, things are just kind of, you know, might maybe spiraling a little bit off the rails and, you know, we're sitting in the truck and Jake's plowing and, you know, we're, we're listening to this like random podcast and I don't even remember what it was, but we're listening to this podcast and, 
you know, they're just kind of, um, I mean, they were just talking about like random stuff and we're like, what are, like, what are we even listening to? And so, you know, we're plowing and then all of a sudden, cause I had done the sidewalks, I was back in the truck. All of a sudden, like we just, it's a loud bang and it just feels like we got rear ended and we, we look that, you know, Jake had accidentally backed into the corner of the building when he was trying to plow Jeez. and, so we're like, oh no, we get out and we look, we're looking at the, uh, at the, you know, the snow X Salter and we're like, oh, like it looks okay. You know, we're, I, I think, you know, we're, we're all right. And then all of a sudden we look at Jake's tailgate and the tailgate is like a V like, it's just like <laughs> smoked right down the middle. And then we ended up figuring out that, uh, we like jammed we like jammed the salter. So like we couldn't get anything to come out. Like it, you know, it was just completely um, jammed to the point where we couldn't get anything out. So then we had to salt that lot with just push spreaders. We had to salt the Starbucks lot with push spreaders. So thankfully it was towards the end of the storm. Um, And then we had to go down and uh, find the tractor, you know, with slash tires. So in in terms of um, profitability on that snowstorm, uh, definitely (laughs) wasn't more of our profitable ones. Very low. uh, You know, we we're still in business and, and we can laugh about it now. That's awesome. Good for you, bro. That's great. Well, make sure you tell Jake that we missed him tonight. We were hoping to get both of you, but uh, that was great. I think, uh, I think we got it, Jay. What do you think? I think so. You good, Austin. You got anything for us, buddy? I'm great. No, I just uh, I appreciate the opportunity to to talk to you guys. Like like you said, Steve. I mean, you know, we were really episode zero fans. Um, you know, when when you guys you know kind of came out with with what you're doing, um, just thought it was awesome because I think there's you know th- this is a huge industry and there's just not enough people uh, talking about it. And you know, this is a lot of real life experience. I mean, listen to the podcast. I mean, I, I pick up something, you know, from somebody every single time. And, um, I, I just think it's really cool what you guys are doing. So just, you know, super honored to, to be able to be a part of it. Uh, no problem it. at all. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Glad to have it. Glad to have you on it, You know, it's funny too, cause you, you definitely were day zero because if I remember correctly, our first ever post on Instagram was uh, a glacier team push that Jeremy put up there with like two or three loaders and what was it? Microsoft, Jay? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? And, anyway. and you guys <laughs> reposted the crap out of that for days. So that was, we appreciated it. We definitely did. And I'm glad we didn't suck. So, uh, you know, it proved <laughs> you right for doing it. But yeah, we appreciate yeah. you coming on. Make sure you tell Jake, thank you. And uh, we appreciate him too. And uh, all the best to you guys in the future. Yeah. Appreciate it very much, fellas. Appreciate all it. Right. Pushing. Happy pushing. Yep. All right, guys. Well, as always, thanks to Austin for coming on with us today. Make sure you check out Latitude 41 Lawns of Iowa on Instagram and see what they got going on down in Ankeny. All right. Best luck to you guys this winter. We are out. We will see you next week, guys. Be safe out there. Keep pushing.